Welcome to the Fireside Chat, presented by Rotographs and Pitcher List. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Paul Spohr and Nick Pollock. Hello, and welcome to episode 927 of The Sleeper in the Bust. It is the return of the Fireside Chat. I'm your host, Paul Spohr, which means I'm joined by Nick Pollock. Nick, we're back, baby. What is happening? Can you can you hear that crackle of the fire? I can. It's just nice there. I'm, I'm in a robe right now. Yes, I have things underneath, <laughs> but in, I have a robe as well. I'm in a smoking jacket. I've got mm. my Hugh Hefner on right now. Yeah. I have a pipe. It's a bubble pipe, but it's a pipe nonetheless. <laughs> and uh, we're bringing it back to where it all started, Nick. Yes. Remember, the fireside was born of me. I remember calling you, coming back from the movies um, back in, uh, what was it, 2018? Oh, yeah. 2018. Three years. So 2018, ago. after we had been very high on a Luis Castillo breakout. Mm. He went off in 2017 for a half season. And you and I were chief among a group. You know, we were not the only two, but we were we were up there promoting the heck out of him, saying he is the real deal. You can invest now off of this half season. A few weeks into that season, it was bleak. It, it was, was really, really bad. His April was horrendous. We looked like fools. We were getting tweets on every uh, every start. You know, do I cut this guy? Sick recommendation. Thanks a lot, guys. And I'm just kidding. There really wasn't any vitriol. It was more like, what's going on? We were like, I don't know. So I was right. like, hey, man, we got to do a pod and talk about this because were we just dead wrong? Is there something going on? Where are we at? And I think it's worth revisiting because now we have him as an established stud. We both had him ranked super high. Again, as many, everyone did really. You know, I don't think he really fell out of the top 20 for anybody. Uh, and even 20 would be kind of low. And here we are again. A month plus in seven starts. Luis Castillo has a 642 ERA and a 163 whip. It is bleak again. And I thought we needed some answers. We need to figure out what's going on, see where everything's at, and make some decisions about Luis Castillo. So let's just dive into it, Nick. I'm going to start with the very top high-end question. Sure. What's wrong with Luis Castillo? What brought us to this ERA and whip so far. So I remember the conversation we had three years ago. And by the way, I was in band practice and I saw I missed a call from you. I was like, oh my God, what? I can't know. I got a call back. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> what did I um, do? How did I do this? It was an hour ago. Okay. I, so I remember this that time where um, our takeaway, at least mine was, I remember distinctly was, man, I still see the skill set of Luis Castillo yep. and I don't really know how to change that approach. And it was more of like, okay, I need to be a little bit more conservative, all that kind of stuff. But then, honestly, July 2nd of that year, 2018, um, Luis Castillo had a sub three ERA and was fantastic for his final 14 starts of the year. And it made us kind of mentally understand that Castillo may go through these ebbs and flows consistently. Mm-hmm. So what I've seen so far, um, it's a combination of two things. And I think it's rooted in one. Uh, where Luis Castillo's mechanics are not quite there. Uh, I have talked a little bit about in the past how Luis Castillo, I don't really think, can be that true bona fide ace because he's always going to have a question with whip given his lower arm angle. Um, okay. He's a bit of a slinger. Um, we actually kind of see a little bit of volatility in Nola right now because he's a little bit of a slinger too with that lower arm angle. We've seen that a couple times from some guys and it does preach that uh, inconsistency. I mean, yeah, before this season, save for that 2017, that short year of 107 whip, it's been 122, 114, 123. And when you think about 
a bonafide top 10 starter, well, you know, you're thinking like a 105 whip, uh, 110 or so that Luis Castillo has never really had in the past uh, three years. So out of the gate uh, with Luis Castillo, fastball velocity is there. You know, he's getting lots of movement on it. He's changed up from time to time is that same elite changeup. Even the slider has showed up at times and been actually really good. Uh, the problem is, I think mechanically, there's a timing issue with his top half and his bottom half. Uh, if you uh, think about mechanics in general, two pitchers being slotted in two different ways, you have someone that either leads with their top half, like they're falling down, and that's how they get their momentum forward, or there are guys that really lean on that back leg, they bend the knee, they drive with their bottom half as their top half then catches up to that. Right. Uh, so generally, mm-hmm. you have like the super tall guys. You have like Luis, uh, sorry, not Luis, uh, uh, Tyler Glasnow, super tall guy. He's got to lean forward. He's got to rely on that and 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 lead with that top half. Uh, now Luis Castillo needs to get in that bottom half. What I saw in the last start, there's sometimes when he was leading too much with his top half, and then that all of a sudden got timing issues. You see balls going up in a way that his arm side because now all of a sudden he's trying to slow down his arm as his lower half tries to uh, catch up. The times when he slowed it down, when he actually like took more time in that delivery, didn't rush it, and really relied on that back foot, foot and pushed forward, he executed his pitch as well. It was a beautiful change up, down, all that kind of stuff. And it's that kind of consistency that is really, really, I think, the major issue and why we see all of a sudden a sub-10% swing strike rate this That's year. That's the scariest part. Ah! I mean, That's he's the like scary 50% part. in other years. And like, oh, yep. he's just not getting them. But I think he's just not able to command it like he used to as he's fighting these mechanics. But the innate stuff, the innate ability is still there. Yep. I'm just really hoping that the mechanics will, will fix itself soon. Now, the first thing I thought when we talk about the ebbs and flows and the slow starts to the season is, of course, weather. Right. And so I decided to go ahead and take a look and, and see what he's been dealing with in these seven games. Mm-hmm. Uh, first game was 37 degrees. Oh, yeah. That was, I mean, uh, Flaherty struggled too in that. That yeah, was eight that runs one, and just a travesty. That one was brutal. So basically, um, what I did, I went through all of them. I'm not going to give you all seven temperatures, but the average has been 59 degrees. Four of them are what I would consider quite windy, 10, 10 miles per hour plus. You know, you're going to be getting some pretty severe wind there. If you're someone like me who despises the cold, you're uncomfortable. And obviously right. that can manifest itself in poor and inconsistent mechanics. Got some numbers for you. Over his career in sub 60 degree weather, Luis Castillo has a 587 ERA and a 155 whip. When it's 60 and above, 349 ERA and a 115 whip. So when you're looking at these mechanical issues and these consistent slow starts at the beginning of seasons, is it just narrative based to say that the weather plays a role or do we think that there might be something legitimate there um, insofar as we can at least glean from what we're looking at as opposed to, you know, asking Luis Castillo outright, which we do not have access to. Right. It's a, it's a really good point. Um, it makes me do wonder uh, when we've seen good Luis Castillo, like 2017, he didn't have uh, March and April, right? Just so came up in the summer. Kind of, right. He was kind of in rhythm already, you could say, and they were ready to call him up. Was there any double other a. time that that would happen? Yeah, maybe 2020 when oh. uh, <laughs> we didn't have it. Right. And of course, he was better. He wasn't actually as elite uh, hunt, uh, whip over 120 last year, if you guys mm-hmm. remember that. Uh, but there was the one exception in 2019 which is when he had, I believe, a stretch of uh, five of his first six games were at least one or runner or fewer. Yeah, he was uh, actually which is excellent. pretty great. Yeah, and that made us really like, oh, okay, Luis Castillo, you're here to stay. And we've kind of for 
forgotten about it since. We just locked it away. Like, okay, Luis Castillo is dope now, and that's we're done. I mm-hmm. uh, so I I want to believe that a lot. Uh, and I, I do wonder if, yeah, we just haven't seen it enough, but then there's also that 2019, I go back and forth on it. Um, I think also guys also, the guys are different and this does seem like to me like, yeah, Luis Castillo, like when you're in hotter weather, you do better. Uh, so yeah, I don't, it could be that it could just be that simple. Um, I, but I know us, Spore, we're never satisfied just with that. We no. can't, we can't just rely on, we can't just chalk yeah, up to the weather. weather. Yeah, and by exactly. the way, I will just let you know quickly um, that a- that April, uh, yeah. unseasonably warm for him with the games that he got. Even his opening mm. day start on March 28th in Cincinnati was 70 degrees. Oh, really? Um, and he, he had to L.A. and San Diego. And San Diego. Oh, his trip point. to Atlanta there was also already pretty warm at 70 degrees. The second start against Milwaukee was on sub 60, but he he, he held strong, and he had he had four walks though. Exactly. So. You know, even within that great. great start, we see that he got some unseasonably warm weather early on, and maybe that's what what fueled it. So, you know, I'm kind of big on this weather thing right now. It's not an end all be all where I'm like going to sit him if it's sub sixty, but I do think it's something to be mindful of. I mean, these guys are still humans at the end of the day. Some probably thrive in the cold, others despise it. And I, obviously, like I said, I know I'm a despise the cold weather guy. I can barely get out of bed when it's cold, let alone <laughs> you know go perform uh, go perform at the highest athletic achievement. So there is definitely something to that, I believe, to look at. But that can't be it. Um, I'm curious where we're at with his changeup. Do we see, because that's his number one pitch. Are we mm-hmm. seeing anything rooted in the changeup that gives us any pause right now? He's using it more than ever at a 38% clip. Um, and it has a negative pitch value when it's normally one of the very best pitch values in the game, not just among changeups. Like when it was 29.4 back in 2019, that was one of the best pitches, period, let alone right. just among changeups. This year, minus 1.8 thus far. Fastball is a nightmare. We'll get to that in a moment. But the bread and butter pitch, the changeup being off, is a bit concerning too. Does that just go right back to the mechanical issues? Or do you see anything else there in terms of sequencing and or location issues that may be causing Castillo problems? Well, the whole command thing essentially means that sequencing gets thrown out the window. You <laughs> it's know, a whole trickle it, down, either, right? Yeah, it's either you're battling the pitcher or sorry, you're battling the batter or you're battling yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Either you can say, great, I can do these things. I get to manipulate it and hopefully I can like, play like the proper game of tactics against the batter. But then there's the other battle of like, OK, what can I throw for a strike right now with confidence? And uh, Luis Castillo has had that battle a lot this season where the changeup, it's not necessarily about what came before or might come after. It's OK. Uh, my fastball isn't finding the zone, so I'm just going to throw this changeup. I'm going to hope for the best here. That mentality is there a ton, and uh, actually, I did a I did a video of it earlier this week, just showcasing one inning about this internal mm-hmm. battle about like, do I have it now? Do I not? <laughs> um, and it, you can see it there of just yeah, th- this is a guy that is not comfortable quite yet. Um, I hope he can soon, but and that changeup, like you see, yeah, sub twenty percent swing strike rates, all that p valve stuff. I know this sounds crazy. Um, I'm, I kind of overlook all of it. I mean, everyone's going to say, look, there's no way Luis Castillo can be good. Look at his XFIP and FIP so far and all these things. And to me, I'm like, well, yes, we, I'm not, 
I don't think either of us are going to say that he hasn't deserved the bad performances. Yeah, he's earned this. Right. But the, the thing now is just, all right, is he going to be at that quality moving forward as a pitcher? Not necessarily luck recalibrating, right? And so, we don't think so, yeah. right? G- generally speaking, no. I, I think both of us, because we had actually both talked about it. You mentioned you did it on the morning pod, twitch.tv slash pitcher list. Go watch you do the morning pod yes. and the breakdowns oh, at the at end. <laughs> also got your YouTube channel, pitcher list. So go look for that if you just want to watch the breakdowns. Um, so you did that breakdown and uh, Justin and I talked about him a little bit as well. And so the, all three of us have really come out with, we're not, panicked here there's not a whole lot of actionable moves i will ask you this though what about sitting i think cutting is completely out of the question are you somebody who sits a struggling stud to try to let them quote unquote get right or do you lean toward me where it's like with a stud potentially missing a great start on the bench is more crushing than taking another another dud because frankly i'm the one i only got him in one league this year because he was very high priced i'm actually starting him in colorado I'm, I, I just, I'm not yeah, doing that. I, I was about I to say, it makes it really easy to just say, well, all right, let's just take a break. Let's I understand everyone's moment. sitting him. I really do. I really <laughs> do. Okay. Hey. But a- absent an obvious one, like an at yes. course, like, are you, are you sitting him? Otherwise, if he gets pummeled again and you got San Francisco and Milwaukee at home next week for Castillo, is sure. that a sit situation for okay, you? Okay. So let's, uh, let's just talk about the different scenarios. Cause obviously okay. there isn't a blanket like yes or no. Yeah. Right. In 15 teamers, let's say it's not core. So let's say it's, you know, you get that start against the Giants. 15 teamers, I'm throwing him out there. Uh, because I do believe over time this will correct itself. It could be this one, it could be not. I'm always in all those situations, though, looking at all of the options, especially if I'm in a head to head league where I can see, okay, what am I doing? What, what pitchers do I expect to have this week? What does my opponent have? Planning out the week to see what the positives and negatives are of the start based on what I expect their starters to do. Do I need the innings? Do I need to get more strikeouts? Do I feel that I need to take a chance to elevate my ERA and whip or not? That Those kind of decisions are very nuanced about your league. And as far as what I expect that start against the Giants to be, oh man, I... I, I guess I would probably do it. The Giants are, you know, better against lefties has been obviously That's and made amplified by that Austin Gomber start. <laughs> uh, and also Snell, you could say. Uh, but yeah, I think I would take the chance against San Francisco because I will say at the end of the day, the stuff is still good. You yeah, know, the it, raw stuff. Yep. Right. And I do feel that he has enough that he is battling with himself that he can still produce a decent amount in these outings. So it's a very, it's always like a middling opportunity. I do think there will be one game where it does click and it is very much that tiara, right? Turn it around right away mm-hmm. that uh, Castillo has. So in the short term, no way am I doing cores. It's just, I mean, cores is undefeated. It's I totally understand so much. I totally like, you understand. You can't. Uh, I foolishly decided, you know what? I'm keeping him in the lineup. Yeah, I mean, it's only like I, I got him. Look, it's fantasy baseball, and like those are the fun things, right? You just let a guy go that you have, like, it's fine. Castillo, go do great things. And, and I want to see it. I guarantee that if he does well, I will not be like, I knew it. I'll be like, I am the luckiest person alive well, because it has no business succeeding here. <laughs> but sometimes you go against your brain, you use your yep. dumb little stomach, and, and you don't leave a guy in that you That's love. why we play the sport. And honestly, exactly. if he does well, you will have willed it. 
into existence. I will be pushing for it. Yes. <laughs> for all of us. But yeah, I will say after the Giants, um, if everything goes according to plan for the Reds, there's no more rainouts or any of that kind of stuff. It does look like it could be uh, it, there's a chance he could get either Milwaukee or Washington okay. after. And if it's Milwaukee, I mean, that team is beat up. Right. Yeah, now. they are. That they uh, are. So and they're righty very, very heavy, cool. I believe. Well, things have changed a little bit with some of their injuries. They've got more lefties in there, actually. So, no, that's not true anymore because Billy McKinney's playing all the time. Jackie Bradley Jr. is playing regularly. Mm. Travis Shaw, Colton Wong. They've actually become a bit more of a split righty-lefty type team. So, that's actually right. not – but I'm not worried about him facing lefties because of the change up. Absolutely. And I will say this. I know a lot of people are going to point out like, well, there's also the fact that he has a 54% left on base rate and a 357 BABIP. And I do agree that, yes, he has been bad, but I mean, he also has had some bad luck. Some of that has been deserved. Sure. Uh, but, but it snowballs it's not too. This, yeah, exactly. It's not this bad, mm-hmm. um, but he shouldn't be having like a sub four ERA right now. I wouldn't say that. I don't think it should be a sub 1.3 whip either. Yeah, the best you can do. I mean, you look at the Sierra and it says 433. That's probably your most encouraging sign as far as a stat that you could lock on to. And I know a 433 is not going to knock anyone's socks off, but it's two runs lower than his ERA to tell you that there is still a core skill base here that, that you can feel some confidence in. And again... I understand the idea of sunk costs and all that, but that's not what's at play here. I don't think you just right. say, I already paid the draft capital. I might as well move on. No, no. You can still hold with the idea that he, quote unquote, owes you something because it is still far too early to even consider cutting him. And if anybody did, I think it was a colossal mistake. Well, I, I will say this. Um, if if you had Luis Castillo and you started him for the first like two weeks and you're like, I'm done with him. You might have actually benefited from it because it was like five starts that you missed that have not been good. You might have gone, maybe even you jumped on Carlos Rodon or something instead with it. And that was like, I guess you could do it. The shallowness of league could be definitely determined, but I I just had a hard time making the cut. Reserves one thing, but cut is so hard. Right. I mean, I, I'm just saying this in retrospect and hindsight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. Never there, are there are scenarios. There are scenarios where right. they could be like, I cut, like you it's said, crazy. Rodon. I cut him for John Means business. Yeah. I'm, I'm cooking. You know. <laughs> right. Maybe if it's a streamer spot that now has like Alex Wood in it or something. I yeah. can understand scenarios where like, hey, this is like not going to work out, and I'm not willing to make the long term investment. I need the short term, and I get that completely. Um, if I had to put like a date on when I say, look. By this date moving forward, Luis Castillo is the top 25 pitcher again. I would probably say June 1st. Okay. Uh, is that would you put it earlier, later than that? Does that sound no? Right? I th- I think if if we continue to see the struggles the rest of this month with no real hint at turning it around, uh, I start to get I start to get more panicked, and he becomes more of a guy that like you're not automatically in the lineup now, and and the sure. shallow or the league you do maybe start to look at a cut. Yeah, I think June first is a great cutoff. I usually say Memorial Day, basically the same thing. Yeah, Memorial, right. uh, June first usually a couple of days after Memorial Day, so I like that as like the the checkpoint for some of these high end guys that are struggling to say okay here's where we're at now things have changed this is two full months of negative production i need to reassess where you're at the rest of the way again for me that still doesn't mean cut with luis castillo personally um, i guess it depends how badly it would have to go these la- next couple of weeks but i would i would reassess him and you know treat him more like a top 50 starter as opposed to a top 15 and the way you treat a top 50 guy is much different than you do a top oh, 15 um, yeah. as, as you can learn from uh, the tiers that you do every week at pitcher list and that you and Alex talk about on the corner so oh man look at you it. you're just plugging me away today this is oh what did i do to deserve 
deserve this. Incredible. You're the man. You're the man. <laughs> Stop People should this be listening for, uh, for sure. Now, I, I will say, so I'm looking at like uh, tier seven for me right now is like 40 through 55. It's like the most massive tier of I want them to be great. And we're still kind of figuring a lot of them out. Um, the, the other name, I know this wasn't our plan. But I feel like we should talk about this guy, too, because I know I actually I want to give you props because I think you were much lower on him than I was, um, which is Kenta Maeda, um, who's been kind of grouped into this. Right. Of like. Yeah. Uh, and I, I know I'm just completely bombarding you. No, no. I, I like this. I actually like but, uh, going, going toward him because this is this is interesting. It's the same discussion in many ways. Yes. Of Like you're saying, OK, he's like top 50 and stuff. So, I mean, right now I have like Montas and Peralta and Robbie Ray and, and Tyone at the early 40s. And Maeda is kind of there, too. And there's this really tough point of like, look, there are going to be some leagues where someone has dropped Frankie Montas or or uh, maybe I, I just heard this past week. Lots of people were able to still get Robbie Ray despite that 23 and zero uh, strike up or walk before wow. his fourth start. Right. Because everyone's scared about the ERA. Though. I get it. Like it's Robbie Ray. And I, yeah, I very much understand that. Yeah. I've been so scared you're of him in the past. Tough decisions of like, which short term guys do I go for and how long can I truly hold on? Mm-hmm. And that's a very, it's, it's very, very, very close. And I, I guess I wanted to get your opinion. Like, is Kenta Maeda exactly the same for you as Luis Castillo in this way? Or are you, have you already moved on from him? No, I have not moved on from him. I, I, I really was dead set on like, I'm sticking with him. I see no issues. And I felt great when the Texas start happened. Like, here we go. Here's the turnaround. And then he was like, he was fine against the White Sox yesterday depending on when you're listening to this may 11th but i was really hoping for like a second good start when i look mm-hmm. at kenta maeda i don't see anything that jumps out uh, from the statistical profile as catastrophically wrong yes the strikeout rate is way down from last year swinging strike rate is two but they're both still workable the, he's not walking a ton of guys it's hits and homers right now to me this feels like um, I just made a poor sentence structure here because I'm gonna say it feels like feel. I feel like the the the, the feel and and uh, on his pitches, the slider and the splitter are off. And what is your number one issue with splitties is how much they they are a feel pitch and how they can go in and out. And he uses a right. split changeup to great effect. And I don't think he has that right now. And I also don't think he has his slider. So there's something just off. I feel like he's off like two three clicks. And what's a click? I don't know. You know what I mean? Saying like you think of it like a <laughs> dial though. Like he's just yeah, barely right, off. Right. And if you get it right back to where it belongs, he's going to take off with Maeda. So I'm not super worried about him. I, I've definitely lowered him. Um, I understand doing that, especially because he also has injury concern, history that maybe he's, you know, playing through. I don't know. I'm not trying to speculate on that. I'm just saying right. you never know when somebody's struggling if they're going through a nagging thing or two, because that can be enough to send you off two, three clicks. Sure, but yeah. overall, I looked at the profile and I said, this feels like touch and feel type of thing of where he's just missing. And once he makes that small adjustment, he goes right back off. My sure. does. It's funny. That's, you that's like, what I've seen. You want to know what's so terrible? The Dodgers have done this to me. You said like, Oh, he's had an injury history. I'm like, Psh, that was Dodger, right? Yeah. Get out of we, here. We, we do dismiss it too, because yeah, the way they did, especially the way they messed with him in the second halves of seasons where they're like, oh, you're hurt. Man. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. And you're going to go to the bullpen. No, I want to start. <laughs> now you're going to the bullpen and you're very hurt right now. Uh, we'll see you in three weeks. No, no. He actually, of course, had some nagging injuries. Uh, now with Maeda though, so you, it seems like to me that you have, like if you're ranking the two right now, you'd rather trust Maeda more than Castillo. Is that right? I don't know where I stand right now. I think Castillo's still ranked higher. Okay. I still think that that his his alterations send him 
back up to that top 20 level firm. Whereas mm -hmm. Maeda's might still just make him a top 30. Like, I don't believe that necessarily 2020 is the level that he's getting back to. Because sure. I, I think a lot of those guys that beat up on the central, remember that was a big narrative. Like, what about these guys that crushed the central? Are they going to be as good? I think that narrative is playing out where mm -hmm. some of those guys have come back. Now, Corbin Burns is still a god. Brandon Woodruff, I believed in them before last year, though. But like Zach Plesak came back to the pack. He was another guy who kind of brutalized that central. So I think Maeda took big advantage of that, built up a reputation that made him a top 15 pitcher for a lot of folks i still think he's more of a top 30 guy i loved him as a dodger i love that he got to go to minnesota i feel like they'll take the reins off a bit this year but i would plan on him to be more of his dodger self than that minnesota 2020 season which means high three zra good whip strong strikeout rate i still think we're going to get back to that with maeda so i'm still ranking castillo higher Sure. Uh, I mean, I am too with Castillo just because, as you mentioned, I think the ceiling is certainly higher as we both had them both ranked as such in the preseason. I I, I do think that there was actually something encouraging about the Chicago White Sox start with okay. Maeda because the I only box scored improved. scouted it. So I will say that I, I did not get to watch that's, it. It's all good. I the the splitter was finally better. This was like the best start I've seen all year of Maeda splitter down okay. and, and middle and like very tempting. Uh, for for uh, for hitters, fastball actually like avoided the center. You know, th this is something that Maeda was That's really good really at that we forget about last year is that he was able to sneak in fastballs at the edges mm -hmm. and not get burned by them. It was actually one of his most successful pitches, which we don't think about. We think about the slider and, and the splitter, but the fact that Maeda could throw it early in counts and they wouldn't swing, he would get all those called strikes on it. That was a skill set of his, and we I think I saw that in that Chicago start. It was three hundred runs that were. The second inning, walk, sorry, single walk home run, and that was it. Oh, that wow. Was, that was it over five oh, innings. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's not uh, bad And that was all. a Grandal three-run bomb to start the second. So it was as if it never happened, and he pitched around that in some ways. Um, the slider wasn't as good, though, and that it's really annoying. You see, like, the step forward with the splitter and the fastball, and then the slider, the one that's supposed to really carry everything. Yes, you know, that is. strikes the inside the zone and then whiffs off of it. That wasn't there. Uh, and it's just, oh, you're, you're like, you're so, I feel like he's much closer right now than Castillo is. I agree with that. O Oakland, uh, the uh, Angels, and then Baltimore are next. I think I'm starting for all three. Yes, unquestionably. I'm not, I'm not moving my Ada out of my roster at right. all. Um, and the fact that you, you have some encouragement from the White Sox start, then that gives him two encouraging ones because he did beat up on sure. Texas pretty nicely. And then there's some encouraging signs and maybe just one little blip there where he gave up those three runs. Uh, so we're, we're moving forward with him. The reason the Castillo still ranked higher is like we said, the upside, but I agree with you that Maeda is closer to being fixed. Right. But, and and but so there's could, some confidence there. It could just happen tomorrow for Castillo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> like <laughs> we, we don't know what they're going through. You know, the pitching coach might be like, you know, you're right here and, and, and these small little things and he gets, finds that form, gets an 80, degree day and goes and strikes out 14 mm. you know yeah. nobody's going to be surprised if that happens i mean if it happens in colorado it'd be surprising again another a reason actually not to use the colorado start other than it being colorado is the weather's probably going to be terrible it's oh, been yeah. like sub 50 and it's rainy there snowing yeah so like, that's actually now i'm really reconsidering uh, oh, really yeah do it no sport come on you got to will it into existence for all of us now you can't back out we need I'll, stay, you. I'll stand firm. We need I'll stand you. firm. I'm in. I'm not changing it. I'm not I'm changing so it. I'm so sorry in advance. But, no, uh, it's okay. I'm I'm right. I'm going down with the look, ship on this one. 
But you did get Wayno in your two starts last week. I know I the did. Mets one, not so much, but the second one was good. Hey, it worked. You got that. It, it worked out. I feel good right. about it. Um, yes, <laughs> streaming has been hit and miss this year, but when you when you click on one, it feels so good. Oh, you know, so good. Uh, what little side note here as we wrap up. Huascar Noah, mm. my buddy, my big Braves fan friend, hit me with a tip on him. He said, hey, keep an eye on this Noah guy. He's throwing over 95, well, you know, even peaking 98, 99. Um, slider looks nasty. He's got a two-start coming up. And I said, okay. I went and looked, picked him up, but I treated him as a pure streamer, and I cut him right after. Oh, no. And he's been excellent. Oh, no. I just... Uh... I just treated him as a streamer. Spore. I know. It, I now know. Here, okay, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Uh, it is no guarantee that Oscar Noah is going to be elite the rest of the year. Sure, it's but not, I mean, you know, he, he could be. He could be. You know, back to his inconsistent self of his, as before. You know, he's throwing about 50 percent sliders, and right now he's a really good command of them underneath the zone. He's gaining mm-hmm. lifts on those. He's not getting beat on those fastballs that are not elite commanded, but they're solid. And, and uh, enough velo to ma- give him a margin. The velo gives him a margin for error with Absolutely. the fastball. Absolutely, which is the, which is the difference between him and say Adbert Alzale, which is like yes. three miles per hour. It's that's a huge difference. He no kind of looks like the Nelson yeah. Lamette. He has oh, a little the Nelson well, Lamette vibe. He, he does. He's not as chaotic. Correct. Like like Lamette is just like here's a slider, whatever. Well, it might you be know? in the other batter's box. <laughs> You're gonna swing at it though. He has a few of those it's, on record of people yeah, swinging at it, sliders in the other batter's crazy. box. That's why he's Professor Chaos. And then like yep. then you have Freddie Peralta who is a general disarray, right? The uh, the other one who is you look at his blueprints of you know his um sorry strike zone plots and they're just how did you do this? I don't know. Um, and, and you that just got to cross your finger every time. Yeah, with the fastball extension that he has, he's such oh. a weird guy. Yep. Another great outing for Peralta last night. But anyway, the main <laughs> thrust of this was, of course, Castillo. I like that you brought up Maeda, though, too. That's another you know, real uh, serious pitcher who's struggling that there needs to be some discussion because he also doesn't have the firm track record of Castillo. And I think sure. a lot more people will be wanting to cut Maeda. And between the two, again, I wouldn't cut either, but I think you should have like like we said, Castillo has the bigger concerns. He has a larger gap to get where he needs to be. So if I was going to cut one, no, I can't even say that because I wouldn't you cut either. You're not, I wouldn't you cut, either. cut either one. I wouldn't cut no, either. I wouldn't I'm, willing, I'm willing to bet the both of them uh, from June 1st on are easily top 30 pitchers. I'm with that. I'm 100% yeah. with that. We'll put a bow on it there. If you want to send us guys that we could do a fireside about at pitch. Hey, wait, actually, what's your new? Your new is Nick PL. No, no, no. It's a, a at pitcher list. On, As, on at pitcher list, yeah. but it's your personal one is what, yeah, it is just what you says did. Nick Pollock on That's it. right. Yeah. We discuss whether or not changing yes. the name. So yeah, it's just you, you at pitcher list. That. That was- That's right. Because <laughs> you already had the built in. So it's at pitcher list, at sports. We just some names you might want us to look at. Um, it doesn't always have to be guys that are struggling. It can be guys that are popping off that you want to see if it's any good. Uh, we'll try to do these once, at least once every 10 days, let's say. Oh, it's yeah. kind of a That's once every great. two week type of deal. Uh, because sometimes there won't be a guy. We're not going to force it if there's nobody to discuss, but we'll make them consistent again for the season. Nick, Great getting on here with you, man. Keep up the amazing work that you're doing everywhere. Twitch.tv slash pitcher list. Go watch them every single morning. Sport, you are too much. It's so great doing this again. And as always, it is a pleasure hanging with you by the fire. Thanks for listening to today's Fireside Chat with Paul Spore and Nick Pollock. Follow both Paul and Nick on Twitter at Spore and at PitcherList.